Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am unashamed. What about you? Well, as you can, for those of you that are listening, uh, it will sound hopefully the same. But as you, if, for those of you watching, you'll notice that Unashamed has moved to uh, our sister slash brother podcast in the Duck Call Room. We're having some power issues uh, today out at uh, out at the Southern Lair. Or no, not Southern Lair. That's that's there. Alabama house yeah. at the lair. We've been having some issues. So we, we moved to town. We had a quick row. Dad is still, still in his face paint. Dad, you, you missed a spot or two yeah. there. I'm, I'm direct from the duck blind. The reason I missed a spot is unlike the women who are pretty good at applying Maybelline, <laughs> duck hunters, when the lights go out, this is what you get. <laughs> so, so Maybelline's in a mess this morning. So you put your face paint on in the dark. And then, of course, Dad had to come in straight from the blind. We had to cut the hunt a little bit short. And so it's a, bit, a little bit chaotic. Does it really make a big difference that it's wrong? Not really. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Does it matter to you, Mom? Not hardly. So uh, for Unashamed Nation, we have uh, we have two spe- we actually have three special guests. But I'll introduce our two. We got Mom, Miss Kay, and we have Lisa, which is always great. Everybody loves it when we have the ladies on. Kind of balances out our very male um, podcast. But we also have a special guest coming in from Texas, and I'm assuming he's in Texas. Uh, Sean Carney, who's the president CEO of Forty Days for Life. You know, we've been doing the ads for Forty Days for Life. We love these guys. And a uh, big part of what we're doing in the pro-life movement. So, Sean, welcome to the Unashamed Podcast. Good to be on. And, yes, I am uh, I am in Texas at my house. I'm originally from the eastern part of the state. And uh, my mom's from New Orleans, and then they moved to East Texas. So it's good to be on with y'all. Well, you know, East Texas is really just, I mean, it's literally like, you know, Louisiana, Texas. You know, the, the mindset's very similar, very godly group of people over there. So I, I kind of call it the best of Texas from my perspective. So it's yeah, it is. It, there's other parts of Texas they say it's the redneck part of the state, but <laughs> that's not necessarily a negative thing at all. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was a great place to grow up. All my family's back in Tyler. Uh, my stepdad's from Shreveport. My mom's from New Orleans. So we, we grew up, uh, you know, I, we were talking about fried turkeys earlier before we started recording. So we, we fry our turkeys, to put it that way. I love it. I love My it. My sister's from Tyler. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Right. So, Nana's from Tyler. Nana. So I noticed you're wearing camo. Yeah, uh, we got is, our, uh, our 40 Days for Life patriotic line. This is our, our shameless plug for people to go to 40daysforlifegear.com and get there. We got camo hoodies. We got camo shirts for the ladies, camo shirts for the, for the men. So you can uh, stand for life and stand for your country. I love it. Camo is always in with us, right, Dad? That's every time. If you can't promote <laughs> camo have... on this podcast, then the world's truly gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> exactly right. So, uh, My first closet of all, is all camo on the right, on the left. There are no suits <laughs> on the premises. Suits, jewelry, uh, cell phone, what happened to it? 
all of that is 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 the way, way it works, you know. Make it hard for them to see you. So so Sean Dad's motto was back on Duck Dynasty and it's carried on is he's a low tech man in a high tech world. So, <laughs> well, I believe it. <laughs> we just we just kind of help him get through. Well, first of all, I wanted to thank you for uh, supporting our podcast by advertising. Uh, obviously, we are very simpatico and with uh, your values and our values. And, and I think our listeners have appreciated that as well. But, you know, thank you for being a sponsor on the podcast. We, we're able to help you, but you're helping us as well. Get out it, it's, it's been great. Now, I haven't shared this with y'all yet because I just found out this morning. But um, you guys have a listener in Japan, and we have never had a 40 Days for Life campaign. You know, we're in 66 countries. We're in 1,000 cities around the world, but we cannot get into Japan. Somebody heard you talking about 40 Days for Life on the podcast, and now they want to bring 40 Days for Life to Japan. So, Yay! you know, uh, if, if you're considering oh, awesome. uh, advertising on Unashamed, let me tell you, it's been great for us. So, Dad, t- tell the story you or Mom about – You, I didn't think about it until you brought it up, but – Remember the time we had, we were really needing early in Duck Commander days. We were up against it. We were had to pay a bank note. Yeah, I had to pay a bank note. So we're like, and you got to understand, Sean, it was for us, it was literally a a weekly faith based, like we're fishing to try to pay the banks to get our company started. And there was a story about a check that came from Japan. What, what was it? What happened was we ran out of people you could go to that's going to loan you any more money. <laughs> <laughs> we owed uh, a $600 note, and it came down to the last day. I tried to catch enough fish to sell, but I couldn't pull it off. So Miss Kay said, what are we going to do? I said, wait on the mail to run. Out there in the woods, the mail comes by once a day usually about dinner time, we'll deep in the woods. So I said, we'll wait, look in the mailbox. And she said, no one owes you $600. They're not going to send you $600 out of the clear blue. I said, let's wait and see. Hmm. And then we'll see if I, what I can do this afternoon if nothing shows up. So we go to the mailbox. I open it up. Miss K walked down there with me. And I see this envelope. It said, the left-hand corner said, the Bank of Tokyo. (laughs) I said, the Bank of Tokyo has contacted us. (laughs) I held it up to the sun, and I said, Miss Gay, it is a check. She said, now you're just kidding me. I said, no. I opened it up. They said they wanted $610 worth of duck calls, pre-ship them before this is the money for So they're up. prepaying for duck calls. Prepaying for the duck calls. And I told Miss Kay, I said, you got 10 bucks to spare for a little grub. <laughs> I said, but thank God for the Japanese. It's the only time that I know of that we ever sold a duck call to Japan, Japanese. Now that that had to be from the Almighty. There's no. I looked toward the heavens and said, thank you. <laughs> uh, it could have been just dog luck, but if it was, I'll take it. So maybe this is connected somehow to that. In the in the big scheme of things, maybe there's a connected to unashamed through all these years. Isn't that something? Yeah, who in the Amazing. world would have thought? <laughs> we started 40 Days for Life in 2004. So, uh, you know, who in the world would have thought it taken all these years to get into Japan and it would be Duck Dynasty that got us into Japan. So that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's, that, was, Sean, tell us a little bit about that. That's the first thing I was going to ask Those duck calls might have, you know, 
Who exactly. knows? We, we know there's rejuvenated him. We know there's one person over there blowing. <laughs> exactly. Water. That's it. Tell us a little bit about uh, how Forty Days for Life got started, and, and a little bit about kind of what guys done. Well, it guys. started in College Station. Uh, I went to A and M, and when you know I got involved in the pro life movement in in high school and middle school, but but really in college, I went out to peacefully pray at an abortion facility, our Planned Parenthood there, and uh, it was the only abortion facility in College Station, and we just saw their numbers going up. Our volunteers were discouraged you know we they were going up we were going down kind of deal so we did uh 40 days uh 40 days of prayer 40 days of fasting and a 24-hour peaceful vigil outside of our local Planned Parenthood and that was the first 40 days for life campaign in the fall of of 04 and it dropped our local abortion numbers by 28 percent so in 07 we launched it nationally hoping we'd get 20 or 25 cities and we ended up with 89 uh, in 33 states and so uh, since then we've done a fall 40 days for life campaign they're actually 40 days long and then we do a spring 40 days for life campaign the next one's coming up on on March the 2nd and um, you know it's now gone to a thousand cities we'll have close to 600 campaigns this spring but it's been done in in a thousand cities and in 65 countries and it's just been a, a tremendous blessing I mean obviously we've women have turned around at the last moment uh we we know of 20,000 um but we've helped 221 abortion workers uh, have a conversion and and leave their jobs including abby johnson who ran that facility in college station and and she came into my office and and uh had a conversion and so um it truly is it focuses on hearts and minds we've seen um, abortion businesses go down or, or close for certain days. We've seen 121 of them close their doors and say, we can't, you guys are out here. You're using your freedom of speech. We can't get rid of you. Uh, you're offering free alternatives. We work very closely with our friends at all the pregnancy resource centers. So they close and including college station, that one closed. It's now the headquarters of 40 days for life. We have a, a beautiful memorial to the unborn uh, behind our office. It's kind of a symbol that we don't have to wait on Washington to correct a, a moral crisis that goes on in our own backyard. We can we can offer alternatives to women. We can uh, let workers know they don't have to work here. You know, no one grows up wanting to work in the abortion industry. No one grows up wanting to ever have an abortion. And so the whole thing is is built on pain. It's built on uh, despair. You know, there's no excitement. In, in the parking lot of an abortion facility. Uh, you know, there's, there's no good. People don't brag about their doctor. They don't brag about how they're going to do this surgery. And we do that. We do that when our uncle gets a stent or, you know, our, our aunt has cancer. We, we brag and love on those doctors and talk about the brilliance of medicine. We don't do that with abortion. And there's a reason why. So uh, it's been awesome. The, the workers that have left have said, uh, that the no-show rate for an abortion appointment goes as high as 75% when we're out there. Wow. You know, it's it, you brought up some really good points because I never really thought about it, about just the atmosphere difference. Even when a baby is born, think about it, how everybody's excited and, man, there's there's, you know, blue and pink flowers and stuffed bears and everybody's coming together in a waiting room full of people that are full of joy as opposed to, um, you know, a waiting room at Planned Parenthood, uh, where it's just, I don't know, Lisa, maybe you'd tell a little bit. I mean, Lisa's the only one of us that's had that experience about what that was like. Well, whenever I speak, sometimes I talk about how, um, how cold the place was, how dark 
and dreary. Um, I was not a person. I was a number. And, um, and even in the back, you know, whenever I got into the back, I had questions, but all I got was lies. Mm. And, um, and I feel for these women who feel as though this is their only alternative. They have nothing, nothing else that they could do in order to get rid of, get rid of what they would consider to be a problem. And I felt that way. But what I want women to know is that you're, you're not getting rid of a problem. You're getting a bigger problem. Because what happened that day has followed me for my whole life, for 40 years. And, um, you know, a child to me now um, is always, there's always a reason to celebrate life, no matter how that life comes into being. Because God created that life. And if God tells us that he knew us while we were still in our mother's womb, then we're more than just a glob of tissue. Um, We're a life already. And we don't have to be, we don't have to wait to be um, born, you know, to come out of our mother's womb. We're already there. We're already a life. And we know, I know from carrying, you know, my other children, I already loved that baby before I even saw that baby. So that's something that God puts inside of us. And um, and even now, I mean, you know, at different times, whenever I share different things, you know, make me upset. But, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is that I took that life and then generations of life after that. And, you know, I did that to myself. I allowed that to, to happen to myself. So I, whenever I speak, I want my heart, this, I want this feeling to convey to other women that you have another choice. This is not your best choice. This is your worst choice, and you will live with it for the rest of your life. Let's, uh, let's take a break. So, Mom, Jace is not on the set today. So tell me, how much time? Docker. Yeah, how much time did he spend on the couch in his youth before every he day of his life? <laughs> he was a couch man. Well, guess what yeah. he does now? He lays on the couch and looks at stock market stuff all day long. Does that shock you? When he's not on the podcast or in the woods, that's what. Nothing he's- like that shocks me that Jason would do it, and I've observed that behavior. So yeah, I know I'm well aware. You also dropped out that he either has one or two dogs that lay in his lap on the couch, The whole time. And he was hard to get along with, right? So one of our sponsors uh, fits Jay's very well, and that's a company called Allform. Uh, And they come, they're under uh, Helix, which is another one of our favorite sponsors as well. But Allform uh, makes couches, and they are really great. Lisa and I have one, uh, and it's very comfortable, isn't it, babe? Uh, I love it. We love it. And look, when it came, I can do nothing hardly as a handyman, but we put it together in maybe 15 minutes and, uh, and, and it's still great. So check it out. You get a hundred days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. 
If you don't, they'll pick it up and give you a full refund. But trust me, you're not going to want to send it back anywhere. And they have a forever warranty, which Jason here to you know say anything about that. But it's a forever warranty. Maybe we could send Jason to go on their couch. Maybe so. That'd be fun. All form a l l f o r m dot com slash unashamed. Right now, they're offering twenty percent off all orders for our listeners, so you can save some money. Go to allform.com slash unashamed and get a comfortable couch. So, Sean, you can see why the whole you know pro life discussion is so personal, you know, for Lisa and I. And so many people, it's, it's more than just sort of the macro. I mean, we lived it in the micro, mm-hmm. Lisa did. And even though um, I wasn't involved at that point, obviously I've been there for now for the last 38 years. And so I've walked that with her, and it has an impact on people. And I love it when Lisa talks. She says, look, I, I'll always have regret that, you know, there were generations of lives, especially now that we have grandchildren, that, you know, I won't be a part of, but I, I have no shame because Jesus took that away right. when I submitted myself to him. And so that's, you know, that's when you try to get, I love it that you talked about conversion because mm-hmm. it's more than just, you know, not, you know, killing babies. It's about then transferring a whole idea in your life that now you can live shame free once Jesus has taken away that, you know, so I don't know, you see that a lot yeah. right, with people. That and you guys Lisa represents that. You know, the, there's, right. there's one side that we don't have this ivory tower academic view of abortion. We have the experience and the data and that the post-abortive women like Lisa lead the March for Life in D.C. The most powerful voices in our movement are those doctors who have done abortions or women who have had an abortion. We're not a bunch of self-righteous Christians, you know, telling everybody they're going to burn in hell. Quite the opposite. We're, we're, we're a movement of converts. We're a movement of sinners. We're a movement that has experienced abortion. And that's in the conversion gate, by the way, only swings in one direction you know uh, there, right. there aren't wonderful women with five kids who lead a pregnancy resource center that wake up and say i should have been running a Planned Parenthood my entire life so it only swings in one direction yeah you know i work with <clears throat> women in recovery and uh in many cases this has happened but this is a story real quick i'm gonna try to tell that <clears throat> I had, we talked about that in our meetings and everything. So one of my girls called me one day and she's in the recovery and she said, oh, we got a problem. We got a problem. I said, what's wrong? You in trouble? What's wrong? And she said, no, I'm out at Sam's and I overheard these mother and daughter talking and she's going to get, this girl's going to get an abortion on Monday. She said, today's Saturday. And she said, what can I do? She said, I've been following them around, but they're kind of looking at me funny now. And she said, but I got to do something. What can I do? I said, you smile. You go up to them. I said, you be as kind and sweet as you've ever been. Said you overheard, and you just had something you want to share with them. And, uh, the, and she said, can I do that? And I said, you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. I said, yes, you can do it. Now get out there and do it. So she said, can I keep you on the phone? I said, I don't care what you do with me. Just do it. You can do it. And she went over and talked to the mother and the daughter. And she told about her life and how she had had an abortion and how, just like Lisa says, you never quit thinking about it. You have a hard time forgiving yourself. 
even when you know God's finished it. But I want you to know that because of her bravery and her talk and her meeting the women, she took them to our Right to Life building and talked to other women, and that little baby was was not killed on that Monday. Awesome. He's alive today. And that's in Life Choices is our is our local place that we do. Uh, that's a perfect segue, Sean. Thank you, Mom, for uh, tell our audience a little bit about what you guys do in terms of resources. Of course, we've been talking about the book on our ads, but tell a little bit about what you offer to for just this woman right here. I mean, just what do I say? How do I engage in this macro argument? What do I do if I face a situation like that? Because you guys have a lot of resources. So tell our audience. Yeah, and we, you know, we do that on the on the front lines of the front lines, which is at the abortion facilities themselves. And our goal is to get them uh, away from there to the, the local pregnancy center in, in whatever town that we're in. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, OK, I, I know it's our. Our, our right, you know, we do this for God and country. A lot of men and women died so that we could have the freedom of speech to go out and, and sort of be that last line of defense for these for these women and these babies. Um, but what do I say? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the most important conversation in the world. They're going in for an abortion, just like the story that we just heard. And and a lot of times it's uh, it's it's good morning. You know, uh, I know you don't want to be here today. I know this is a difficult day. And just a wall comes down. Uh, you know, nobody, no woman wants to go in and have an abortion. And rare will you see a boyfriend show up. And when they do, they're usually trying to act tough and, and act like, you know, this doesn't bother them. But you can get the guys too. But for the women, they definitely don't want to be there. And uh, you, you can just let them know that there's free a medical alternatives. They can get a free ultrasound. They can get, uh, they can get free, uh, prenatal care, which Planned Parenthood obviously doesn't offer. Um, th they can get so many free resources. I mean, pregnancy resource centers outnumber abortion providers five to one in our country. So this is, and you'll see a doctor. You're not going to see a doctor at Planned Parenthood unless you're having an abortion. So it's very, uh, we're, we have so many resources. And when you, when you stick yourself out there in a pregnancy center, a 40 days for life campaign you're inserting yourself in the in the in the local problem which is which is what abortion survives on not in dc but at the local level and we're winning that battle for sure well, you guys do you mentioned doctors uh you know i kind of had a chance conversation i want to say it's been a couple of years ago now uh with uh, dr haywood mm -hmm. robinson and his <laughs> yeah. wife and I know they're, they're, you know, then I found out later they were connected to you guys. But at the time, I had no idea. It was just my cousin had said, you need to talk to this guy, you know, find out what they're doing. And so we had the best conversation. And it was a while later before, you know, I finally figured out who they were. But they were part of the original group there, yeah. right? And, uh, yeah, he was, and Haywood was. I've known him for 20 years. And he, he's our, he's the medical director now for 40 Days for Life. And right. he, he travels around. And he's got a great line about abortion uh, not being between a woman and her doctor. Because he said, I wasn't her doctor. I don't know who her, her doctor was. I didn't care. She didn't know my name. I didn't know her name. And and we want to keep it that way. Uh, he, he was just her abortionist. But uh, there's nobody like uh, Dr. Robinson. And he, he has literally been there. I met him at midnight uh, on that first 40 Days for Life campaign. We kicked it off at midnight. And the first person out there was a former abortion doctor from Los Angeles, Dr. Haywood Robinson. So just a beautiful soul. And, you know, that's it's kind of what you talked about earlier. Lisa's story, uh, Dr. Robinson, others, Abby. 
I mean, it's a lot of times it's people that have come out of something that then want to go back in because they, they realize the pain that's there, what, you know, the hurt that's there. And so the, and you could say that about anything. I mean, I think the reason dad has impacted so many people for Christ is because as he puts it, you know, he spent his early years, you know, basically on the wrong team. And so once he realized it's like, I want to get as many people as possible to understand, you don't want to follow the evil one, you know, you want to follow God. And so I think it's out of that motivation is what really you know, changes our lives, but then helps us to do ministry. Absolutely. Uh, we, we need, we need the polls. Us, yeah, exactly. So just got a couple of minutes left. Anything that you want to share uh, about what you guys are doing and uh, anything we can do to help? I want to encourage people to know, you know, the Dobbs case, Roe v. Wade will, will be reviewed. It has been reviewed and it'll be announced in June. But I know there's just a lot of anger and despair in our culture, um, but not in the pro-life front. I mean, we're, we're passing this week 49 years of legalized abortion and and we are winning in the grassroots Um at, at a real level, you know, over half the abortion facilities in our country have closed the last 25 years. Planned Parenthoods have closed 36% of their locations the last decade. Um, and we're winning not just because of the arguments, you know, I wrote the book, What to Say When, and y'all been promoting that. And that helps you in your day-to-day life. What to say, what not to say, and, and some of the crazy things that come up in daily life. Um, but we're winning on a deeper level, which is... Um, hearts, minds, and souls. And that's why the pro-life movement truly is a, a movement of converts. Um, I have eight kids. And, you know, we, you, when you when you look at families at the March for Life, when you look at families at 40 Days for Life campaigns, we've had this loss of, of the sense of, of innocence, you know, in our world. And, and the pro-life movement simply reminds us that, that life is good. You know, life is good. That's why you guys have a podcast. That's why we do what we do. Life is good because it comes from God and it should be protected. And that's a, that is a simple, basic message that, that our world has forgotten. And 40 Days for Life is an example of how a little goes a long way. It's, it's nothing special. It's the basics out of the Gospels, prayer, fasting, and showing up. And, um, that, I, you know, I'm appreciative for all y'all's help. Um, but people need to know we're winning at the local level. That's right. Exactly. Well, thank you, Sean. Thank you for coming on Unashamed, and uh, we're proud to be your partner, and uh, we want to save as many lives as possible. So we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully see you in All DC. right. I appreciate it. Y'all keep up the great work. All right. Take care. So this is a first uh, for, uh, for a sponsor. Uh, we're doing an ad uh, for 40 Days for Life, and uh, we actually have Sean, the person who wrote the book, on the podcast with us. So, Sean, we're, we're glad to have you in this <laughs> ad. You're, this is a first. We've never done this first before. First for me. <laughs> there you go. So uh, we're, we're here to talk a, about What to Say When, uh, which is a, a great book that basically helps us to engage into the, the argument or the discussion or the debate or however you want to put it. Uh, Lisa's been reading it. Tell us, Lisa, what you've learned so far reading the book. Uh, so far, I've learned, Sean, that I have said everything wrong so far. <laughs> <laughs> the first five pointers, don't say this. And I'm like, oh, I've said that. And then the next one, don't say this. I'm like, oh, I said that too. Um, but but I love it because you go on to tell me what to say. You know, you say, you know, don't necessarily use this argument. And I was telling Alan this this morning. You say don't say we believe 
life begins at conception. Say, we know life begins at conception because it takes it from a religious argument to a scientific argument. And I love that. I love how you put that in there because that helps me uh, to know what to say to people who say, oh, well, you know, just because you believe something. Nope, this is this is a fact. So. So, Sean, normally at this point in the ad, this is where I tell people where to get the book. So why don't you tell them where's the best place to get this book? And by book. the way, I've said all the uh, wrong things. So that, that was like therapeutic for me to write the book. And so you're, uh, that was like a public confession for me. Uh, so, yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, the book was a huge surprise to us uh, with the reception, I think, because everything going on. So it was a number one Amazon a new release, a number two Amazon bestseller. Um, so you can get it on Amazon, but it's better to get it directly from us, 40 Days for Life. So go to 40daysforlifegear.com or you can just go to our, our main page and go to the store and get the book and you'll get a signed copy and free shipping if you get it directly through us. you also support our mission. I love it. Well, there you go. There's the ad. So check out the book. Check out 40 Days for Life. So uh, this is a first, this is a day of first on the Understanding Podcast. So not only... Did we have to move locations for the first time ever? Uh, we have two guests, two different guests uh, on the episode, and so we're super excited about this. Uh, Mom, you're one of your good friends, uh, is yes. on our po- a podcast, Shonda Pierce, the prettiest and best. There you yes, go. welcome, of Shonda, and the funniest. That's right. So tell oh. t- tell So welcome to Unashamed. Oh, look, there's oh. a poochie in there too. Oh, oh I love it. <laughs> it only happens when you start recording. Oh, of course. <laughs> Well, this look. house is full of people that are just hams that just want to be on, in the limelight. Hi, Miss <laughs> Kay. I love you and I miss you. Well, I love you and miss you. But the difference in your dog and mine is mine would have been barking. And then oh, Phil yeah. would be saying, shut that dog up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, they can't just show themselves. They've got to be noticed. Miss Kay, oh, Kay is a caretaker of sneaky and freaky that's they not are even the their two, names. They are the two Sneaky. dumbest dogs in America. <laughs> <laughs> but she loves know. them, so I'm saying, hey, if you love them, go for it. There you now, go. Number one, that's not their names. It is not their names. And the Phil can't learn their names. Uh, we let the grandkids name them, and they're rescue dogs, and their name is Griffy and Penny. And then Bobo <laughs> is the original and he is the bull of the woods down there, so he lets them yeah. know they're they're rescues. So I would bet, I would bet those dogs' faces are a little cleaner right now than that man sitting beside you. <laughs> uh huh. You would be right. They got a look about them. <laughs> Sean, Sean. You know, never in my twenty-seven year career did I get a note that going. Uh, you're going to be on this podcast, uh, but it might run a little late because it's hun- they might be hunting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's a, that's a standard rule. And what's funny is, Shonda, actually today we've had to move to town because the power was out, out there. So we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Dad had to put his face paint on this morning in the dark. And that's why it's not quite half full coverage. Uh, Maybelline just didn't go on real, real good this morning. <laughs> Try to put Maybelline on when the lights go out. I, yes. I didn't have a flashlight. I was just like, well. Oh, come on. Women put their makeup on driving down the road. Uh-huh. We could we could put True. mascara on without a mirror. <laughs> you know, it, it is. Uh, 
it's it, it is scary when you ride down the road and you see the people putting their makeup on. You yeah. think, yeah. oh my stars! I, I hope this improves your looks because you're going to kill everybody around <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> so you look good when you're dead. Well, and at <laughs> my house, there's so many bumps in the road. The last time I did it, my lipstick went in my nose. <laughs> 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 That wasn't a pretty you know, sight. Look, I'm going to spite. I, would, I can't wait to watch Phil's face. But here's the other day I was thinking, okay, during the pandemic, you know, we get a little habit of our yoga pants and no brassiere and, you know, no yeah. makeup and all that. And the other day I had to get back into the groove of getting dressed. And I think I can get all this stuff on in the dark, but I can't parallel park worth a flip. <laughs> A woman can put a brassiere on, flip it over, turn it around, upside down, all that stuff, but she can't parallel park. Well, I got the same problem. I never <laughs> could parallel park. But I can get that bra on in a record time. <laughs> and it's a big one, too. I just love that. I wish we could see Phil's face. <laughs> it's hidden. Or the, one of the few times on Unashamed, Dad has no comment. Nothing. Sean, right. <laughs> shut know, him guys, down. Exactly. We got it. We got it, Miss Kay. I've always said someday I'm going to do a podcast and Miss Kay is going to be my right hand. My, you know, my. I uh, know. You tried to get me on the stage last time you were over here. It and was I so come good. close, but I didn't make it up there. You're so good. But now I feel like I could if you asked me again. You know, when I'm in your area, of course, I don't even have to be in Louisiana. You're a superstar. Whenever I tell people, you know, who my friends are or I'll brag and act like I drop names. Yeah. They're like, oh, my gosh. You know, I have her cookbook. Oh, I love her. I love her shrimp and grits. It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that uh, it helped to have the TV show for five years. Then it I helped bet. to have the cookbooks come out. And uh, plus, I just love people and they know it. Yeah. They know I do. That's I true. love my fans. You know, Minnie Pearl was my uh, my mentor in comedy. It's how I got interested in comedy. Really? And I was uh, a preacher's kid, but I was kind of running from the Lord. I had my feel, Robertson years. Well, yeah. and, uh, and so I, but when I met her, one of the things she used to say to young performers all the time is you got to love them and they'll love you back, which I think talks about authenticity, about really caring about your crowd, about really, right. uh, being glad that you're there to make them laugh and, instead of just being there to make a paycheck. And that stuck with me as a young performer for many, many, many years. She also told me one night backstage at the Opry that uh, she asked me, do you like this kind of thing? And I said, yes, I, I really do. I, I was impersonating her. Um, that's how I got started at a theme park. And occasionally she would ask me to come and impersonate her for a little while so it would eat up some time as she got older, she wouldn't have to work as hard. <laughs> and then she would skip out and say, you know, howdy and all that. Well, anyway, she leaned over to me and said, well, if you like this kind of thing, you'll never really understand the gift of laughter until you get to know God. Wow. And I thought for sure my mother told her to say that, <laughs> but, uh, but she was right. You know, the, 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 the creator who gives you all gifts and create in creation, um, is, is the one that, that doses, that gives out the medicine that's Good in point. laughter. That's and, great. Uh, it's you know, we say, true. we say a lot on here, Shana, that, 
we'll be talking about something. We'll say, you know, this must mean God has a sense of humor when you look at things or people or, you know, and it just happens over and over again. You're right. Cause you don't think about yeah. that, but that's really true. Uh, what, what's it your, is, uh, what's your line, ahead. dad? You say, uh, and mom, when, when you're working with couples that are fighting all the time, where do you tell them to go to buy a sense of humor? Yeah. Go buy a Walmart and get you a personality. <laughs> <laughs> And a sense of humor. That's what he does. You could sit on a bench at Walmart and get an hour's worth of material (laughs) as a comedian. (laughs) You can walk down the aisle and get an hour's worth of material. Speaking of yoga pants and no brassiers, that's the the happening place of that. Let's, uh, let's, let's Let's take a break. So I want to take a moment and thank uh, Patriot Mobile, uh, one of our uh, sponsors has been with us a long time. Um, these guys are right there in the trenches uh, with what we believe and who we are. And so uh, that's why we're proud partners with them. They're America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider, which is something to be said in today's culture. Uh, they offer broad nationwide coverage. They got the same towers as all the major carriers, so it uh, it's going to work really well. Uh, they have plans to fit any budget. Uh, their 100% U.S.-based customer service support team provides great customer support. Uh, and more importantly, and most important, I, I should say, is that they share our values. You know, all the other major corporations don't share our values. These guys do. Uh, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, religious freedom. And they're also uh, very generous to veteran and first responders. So patriotmobile.com slash Phil or call 972-PATRIOT. You get a free activation code with the offer code Phil. Veterans and first responders are going to save even more with the switch. So check these guys out, patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or call 972-PATRIOT. So, Shonda, that's amazing. I had no idea about Minnie Pearl, so I I grew up watching Hee Haw. Well, you oh, saw her. We weren't even allowed to watch Hee Haw because of those girls. Oh, really? Because of the... Cause yeah, of... Minnie Pearl used to call them the girls with little feet because things don't grow in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I, I guess it was subliminal because I guess I didn't even think about the other girls. But I love Minnie Pearl. And, of course, she had the yeah. signature uh, uh, tag, price tag hanging yeah. off of the hat. So did she do then? Did she do like stand up or uh, as well? I well... Mean, you know, what would you whatever, call it? Whatever you want to call that, you know. It, yeah. um, I love that. What taught me, you know, I, I used to tell people, I know they don't. Some, a lot of young people out there don't even know who Minnie Pearl is, is well, anymore. They don't there know wasn't when Minnie she Pearl. said, howdy. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here. That. That's yeah. what she said. Exactly. Yeah. And they don't realize what an icon in comedy she was. And yes. she wrote all those stories from Grinder Switch and made up all those characters. Some of them were loosely based on people that she knew. But for the most part, and I think that's what taught me as a young comic, even before my heart was, you know, so in love with Jesus, it taught me that um, comedy is such a gift. It should not be so cutting and hurting that's and right. painful. Um, and sometimes when you watch comics on television, their delivery is so 
vile and angry. And I just want to put my arms around him and go, who hurt you so badly in your life that you've taken this gift that God has given us and turned it into something so um, unpleasant. Yeah. But Minnie Pearl and all of her stories, she taught me that you can, you can be funny and you can be delightful and you don't have to use a dirty word. You don't have to, uh, hurt somebody, you know, and, and your material doesn't have to be so hateful and, and all those things. And I, I think it was just divine appointment because knowing me and my propensity to love being a ham and love comedy and uh, there are brilliant comics and there, right. it's my mom you say, they're walking in all the light they know, but they don't know much light. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're still brilliant and they know how to put the words together and well, string you know them what? together. And some of my comedy you say, how can she say those butchered words? Well, what you don't know is I'm doing that for real. I don't know. Yes. She calls me up. She calls me up and she says, I said, well, what about the doctor's appointment? She said, okay. Uh, what They did an autopsy on my leg, but they think they can heat it up with nitroglycerin. I said, they did what? Said, what are you going to do, blow it up? She said, well, maybe I got the medicine wrong on it. But, no, you know. I said I said it wrong, but it was, I don't know. I thought that's what they said. Yeah, I said, they didn't say that, Kay. You got the words all wrong. It was and a what, biopsy. It was a biopsy. She had it as an autopsy, and I'm like. <laughs> now, you see my trouble with words right there? Yes. Miss Kay can well, butcher know. the English language in seconds. My daughter is 36 years old, and I remember calling my husband at work. She was in one of those carrier seats, and I had her on the counter. I'm washing dishes, and she flipped or whatever and flipped out of it, but in the carrier, so she didn't get hurt, so don't call child services. She's 36. It's too late. But anyway... It's, I called my husband at work. I said, please come home quick. The baby's crying. She fell off the refrigerator. <laughs> and he's like, what was she doing off the refrigerator? <laughs> so I do it too. A lot of my, some of my stupidity is planned and then yeah. some of it is real. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to the audience to figure out which. So, exactly. So I just thought of it. So we're on a shame. Uh, and then I want to ask you about your Unashamed Project, too. But yeah. I just thought of the name. So if you, you guys do a podcast together, Mom, if it's Miss Kay and Shonda, or Shonda with Miss Kay, you can be yeah. unbelievable. Because because <laughs> <laughs> people are going to continue to say, that's unbelievable. I mean, every time they hear you guys do a bit, that's what they're going to say. So. Unplugged. That's what- <laughs> there you go. There's another good one. Unplugged. Well, you know, I, yeah. unraveling. I really get- We're unraveling. That's right. And, well, for me especially, I know you've done so much more than I have. But I mean, I'm really not knowing I'm saying that I'm butchering the word when I butcher it. And yeah. then I look at Phil if he's around and he's shaking his head like, and I said, oh, I, I must have done something wrong because the way he's doing, <laughs> did I mispronounce the word? So she yeah. she calls me, Shana. So my, every time she'll say a misstep and dad will tell her what it was, she'll call me. And then she's so tickled, she can't even tell me, you know, what she said wrong. <laughs> so I guess I'm her. I, I go you know, to you her. run up yeah. on these women when they're about, you know, 15 or 16 they're kind of quiet and kind of scary acting. But by the time they get in their 70s, I'm just telling these younger bucks what to expect. You can't shut them up. 
But we have our freedom to talk. We can talk. And we do it. Shonda, can you relate to that? By that time in their 70s, the husband's hearing hearing is not that good. So the Lord really kind of helps you out there. Your eyesight's not so good. So we're skinny and beautiful. And your hearing's not good. So we're saying prolific things every minute. So nail mom and dad's relationship. So, <laughs> I mean, you have totally nailed it. <laughs> I say, can I go to town and just spend every money we have? Can I do that? And Phil's watching TV and say, sure, yeah, whatever, you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So, I said, wow. Just recently, I, I heard a story that they were out in the duck blind, and they had been seeing a lot of ducks this year. And so somebody says, well, Phil, what about it? And he says, well, I mean. It beats going home and listening to Miss Kay talking on the telephone. We'll just stay out here. <laughs> Which is a very honest answer, I that's guess. That's right? unbelievable. That's part of their uh, couples counseling. Is you, you require f- three book, uh, uh, one book, a Bible, and a duck blind. That'll save any marriage. <laughs> yeah. I would add as a as a preacher for many years, I would add a second car to that as well because yeah. that 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 helped save my marriage in the early days, not having to wait on Lisa. Uh, you know. Uh, my late husband, which I, I still miss so much, it's been uh, six and a half years since wow. he died, and we were married 31 years, and we were high school sweethearts, and we had every intention of seeing it to the end, uh, but he just went home earlier, and I, which I'm still kind of ticked off about, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Um, yeah. If he came in the room right now, I'd slap him for leaving. But <laughs> I'd probably pee in my pants because that would scare me to death, but then I would slap him for leaving. But now that I, sounds I, like I will me. say... He had a little cabin in the woods, and he used to always say that was his doghouse. But it was a cabin in the woods where he would hunt and fish. You know, it's like that yeah. was not it. He would always go, let me get myself in trouble so I can go to the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mind it, did he? Let's, uh, let's take another break. So, uh, Shana, tell us about, so you, you did a project, which is what I, I first, I mean, we were having you on because of mom, but for, I first noticed yeah. you had one called Unashamed, which I think was 2019. So tell us a little bit about that since we share that name with the, the podcast and the yeah. movie that you did. And you know, my lawyer says y'all are going to give me about $3 million for stealing my name. So I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> now you can't copyright a word, but all that to say it. It was a project of love. I have done three documentaries in my life, and I'm still alive, so I don't know what they're going to come up with when I'm dead. <laughs> but but the documentaries, this one especially, was near and dear to my heart because I, I this is a long answer for a short question, but I, about 12, 13 years ago, Miss Kay will remember this, I, I got a hotshot hot Hollywood manager, just yeah. called me out of the clear blue. You know, said, I want to help your career. I didn't know my career was in trouble. But (laughs) he was really wonderful. And he managed Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. And that firm managed some high-end people. And I thought, well, this will be, wow. You know, and our church was in the middle of a building fund. So I need to get the money is what my pastor said. (laughs) So I went out there and met with him and all of that. Well, in our 12 or 13 years together, it's been really interesting to watch him, who never had a problem getting one of his comics on The Tonight Show or Jimmy Fallon, 
but he had a hard time getting me. Yeah, shocker. Uh, in places. And he, for the first time, noticed, uh, and I, I call it loosely Christian persecution, but it's that's very loosely yeah. a, a loose term because in this country, we don't know Christian persecution exactly. like really is going out on in the world. Right. But all that to say, the voice of a conservative Christian uh, did not go over much of anywhere in comedy. And at the same time, I had gotten an award as the most awarded female comic in history. Wow. That's of all female comedians ever. Yeah. And he was shocked at the, at the doors that got shut in my face because I have been such an outward conservative and an outward Christian. So all that to say, I, I started putting together a documentary going, I'm sure I'm not the only one that this stuff has happened to. And so we sat down and talked to several people and, and we put it on, on a video called Unashamed. And it became a really great documentary. And it came with a, a, a Bible study book about how to stand up for the Lord, how to um, uh, take the, the pressure of, of, or feeling like you're left out, which, which can also heap shame into your life. But to take that, take that as all joy. I count it all joy. You, you know, know, it is. Hey, a for, hey yes. the good news is I just wrote a book and the name of it is uncanceled. And it, oh, I love that. <laughs> it deals with what you went through. You know, somebody asked me one time, you know, did I believe homosexual behavior was a sin? And I just quoted 1 Corinthians Scripture. 6. I just quoted mm -hmm. a Bible verse. And next thing I know, they put the cancel treatment on me. But at the yes. end of the day, it didn't bother us at all. Yeah. I just love him and they move on. They didn't even know, Shonda, it was a Bible verse. Took they the thought news it came out of Phil's mouth. <laughs> took three weeks for him to figure out he quoted a Bible verse. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting. And part of it, you're right, uh, Phil. You throw up your hands, going, "Oh my, oh my Lord," because uh, they don't know. They, they don't just know. don't know us. They don't know. I, I love God so much. I love Him more than my job. I love Jesus more than fame, and I love Jesus because I love His Word. And when I'm down in the dumps, or I'm confused, or I do get those questions I don't know how to answer. The Bible is my blueprint for life. Yeah. And so ask me to veer off of my blueprint is like asking me to not breathe. You know, when Peter uh, came to Jesus and he said, look, he said, how many times should we forgive someone if they sin against us? Seven, which is a lot, because in America, yeah. I figure three strikes, you're out. <laughs> so <laughs> seven, and Jesus said 70 times seven. Right. And they were looking like, like they were bitten by a dog. Well, now, as a preacher's kid, I did get a calculator out and, and did 70 <laughs> times 7 to see how many times I could skip church. <laughs> once, you got to four, once you got to yeah. 490, you were done. So yeah. I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, 490, I got to rein it in. After 490, you got to rein it in. It is. It's so funny. It is true. I remember... Um, I was on The View one time. Oh, help us, Lord Jesus. Oh, and the first thing Whoopi Goldberg asked me, well, what in the world's the difference between my crowd and yours? And I said, well, a two-drink minimum is <laughs> 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 the, the first thing. <laughs> well, now, I've been in a few churches that could use a 
couple of drinks. You know. <laughs> so all that to say, it, uh, the Bible says, stand up for me and I'll stand up for you in, in the face of my father. And that's my the message version or the Shonda version. Yeah. But all that to say, so stand up comedy. Why can't we use stand up comedy to stand up for Jesus? Right. And I and so I've done that for 27 years. And yeah. you're right, Mr. Phil, it has paid off. I'm not hungry. I, I enjoy where the Lord has me. Do you think of bigger things? Do you make plans and think, oh, we could do this? Yeah, sure I do. Cause I'm, you know, a, a driven person, but God, but God is ultimately in charge and that comes with a lot of freedom. Yep. Well, yeah. Shonda, I tell you what, when the book releases, I'll make sure to send you a signed copy. So you'll, as, as part of the uncanceled. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uncanceled. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one that says unplugged, and I'm going to tell everything I know about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably several that you could interview for that one. <laughs> now, Shonda, uh, you're fixing to do a fundraiser for one of your comedian friends. Tell us about Aww. that. Thank you very much. You know, stand-up comedy is we stand up alone until one of us fall, and then we're all standing up for him. His name is Bonehampton. He's been like a son to me. Miss Kay will remember him opening for me for many, many years. Wonderful, godly man. And he has fallen on hard times. He's he has a horrible injuries to both feet because of diabetes. Uh, he had no insurance to start with, and now the insurance that he has, oh help us! Let's don't even talk about Obamacare. <laughs> and uh, but all that to say, when you're out of work, he's been out of work now for two years, and it doesn't look like he'll be able to go back for a while. And uh, he has he's a single dad and a, a wonderful, godly fella. And we're all rallying around myself and Tim Hawkins and Bob Smiley and every uh, every Christian comedian and some of them that aren't so Christian are coming to uh, together in, on January the 21st. So uh, and thank you for letting me mention it. You can go to Shonda Pierce Facebook page and find out really more than you ever really need to know about me. <laughs> Now we like to or know just more. Google it. We, Wikipedia will tell you everything that's wrong about my life. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I wish I had time to go into the whole dad versus Alexa comment of conversation <laughs> recently, but that's that's a whole other issue. So, mom, anything you wanted uh, in our last minute or so here uh, to say to Shonda? Or uh, I love you, and I want you to come back closer so I can come. But I can I travel too. But I just need yes. to know your schedule. <laughs> Well, All right, I'll I'm not good text. on the computer, so you I may text. have to contact Alan. <laughs> I will. I'll text it to you okay. whenever I get close. I'll say, make me some supper. I'm coming by. Well, then I'll fire up the That's biscuits. Right. So, uh, Shonda, you have a, I guess you have a website, too, that people can go if I they do. want to see Shonda where you Shonda.org, dot org. This is such a privilege. Oh, Thank you very much. What a blessing for Lisa, us. Lisa, I love you, too. I didn't hardly even get to talk to you. That's all right, sweetness. Well, we're, we're going to try. We, we're back and forth with Alabama. We saw you were going to be, where was it, Fairhope? Uh-huh. Uh, Good. So, yeah, so we're going to try to come see your I'm Try to get some thing. of my friends together and come and visit you in Fairhope. I tell you what. You know, go ahead, Mr. Sir. Field needs to come because the oh. room will be full of about 3,000 women. <laughs> and we just need a camera on his face the whole time we're talking. What about that, Dad? I'm going to the duck blind. <laughs> <laughs> or the doghouse. Back to the doghouse, Shonda. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being on Unashamed. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep making people laugh. It's making a yeah. difference. That's thank you guys so you're, much. You're really funny. Thank you, Shonda. Thank you, Miss Kay. Thanks.
Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Shonda. Hopefully we'll see you down the road. Thank you, my friend. All righty. Y'all right. have a good day. All right, you I'll too. keep in touch with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.